welcome back to the hashtag own your different show. This is episode five and I am your host Madison Dornkamp and the creator of hashtag own your different. I hope you all are having the best week. Happy Friday. I really hope that you've just had the absolute best week. I know most of the country is starting to open up and I hope you're taking whatever precautions you feel to be appropriate and living your best life. Last week, I talked about what happened with my house cleaner situation because it just so happened right before I was going to record this podcast that had happened. So it was fresh in my mind and I wanted to do a follow-up on that to start with because I did have a lot of people ask about it, which sounds like such an influencer thing to say. You have so many people that asked about this product. And truthfully, sometimes, you know, I think a lot of people are guilty of this. They say, I had someone ask about this. Nobody fucking asked about it. Like Like a lot of the times, I don't think they do. Anyways, moving on to my house cleaner situation. So, As you know, if you listened to last week's episode, you heard the whole situation of them talking shit about me. And I heard from a couple guys' perspectives that, well, obviously they talk shit about you. You're their boss and you're everybody, all employees talk shit about their boss, which is probably pretty true. But in my house as a house cleaner, I'm not here for it. If you were my actual employee, I probably wouldn't have fired you, but you're in my house and I'm honestly just asking you to clean because my past experiences with the house cleaners, we had one when I was younger and she was incredible and I loved her so much. So I wanted that. And then I was listening to Jessica Simpson's book and she had a house cleaner who, when she was drunk and before she was checking herself into AA was so kind and so sweet to her and cared so much about her. So clearly that's what I wanted out of a house cleaner. I'm also not Jessica Simpson in my apartment. It's not a Jessica Simpson house to where you could just be employed to be a house cleaner. But let me explain to all of you how I decided to handle the situation. Last week when I was recording this podcast, the lady had texted me and asked for payment. And I'm actually going to read you the message that she sent me. I'm trying to find the way this ended today. By no means was there an intention to hurt anyone's feelings. Here's my Venmo info for the time and services rendered. Good luck to you in the future. Thank you. So to me, that still is not taking accountability for being a jerk. Obviously, everybody has said something about someone that they shouldn't have. We're all human. Things happen. And I honestly wasn't even sure I was going to pay her or how I was going to handle the situation. And I know there's probably a lot of people that listen to this that are thinking you absolutely shouldn't pay her. She was talking crap about you in your own house and she didn't finish the job. And I do understand where that comes from, but I also don't want to be that person. So I waited until Saturday because I just wanted to think about it. I wanted to... I like meditate on it and see how I was feeling and see what I felt was right. And this is what I told her and I'm not going to use her name. So I said, hi, blank. I really considered not paying you for not finishing the job and for speaking badly about me and my home while being in my home. 
I had heard negative and positive reviews about you and decided to give you a chance because I think we all need someone to give us an opportunity. I think it's unfortunate that you and your associate chose to speak poorly right after Hannah walked out of my door. It's very unprofessional and just really frustrating that a woman chose to speak poorly about someone she met for five minutes and whom was paying her. I, however, do not know what went on prior in your day, in your personal life, or your everyday stresses. I have chosen to pay you because we all deserve grace when we make mistakes. My hope would be that before you speak negatively about anyone, you consider how hurtful words can be. And I did pay her in full after I sent that text because I felt like that was the right thing to do. I don't think she ever owned up to being rude. And obviously, it's not fun when someone says that you're rude. But we all have moments, we're all human, and I wanted to make sure that I showed that woman more grace than she showed me, and that hopefully, maybe that carries with her into the future, or at least she doesn't talk crap in front of another furbo at the very bare minimum. But I wanted my intentions to be very well, and to feel like I did my part, because one thing that I have come to realize in the last month or two is that by allowing people to do things, you're allowing them to continue doing them. So by not saying how somebody makes you feel when they do something that you don't like and just bottling it up or letting it go, you're really doing yourself and everyone else a disservice because what if that was the moment that it clicked for them? I mean, granted, it could be the moment that it didn't, but it's also important to give people the opportunity to learn from mistakes and grow as a person because I know I've said things about people before and realized that it came from a hateful place and I felt really bad about it and you take those experiences and you learn from them because no one is perfect we're all human and the best that we can do is just be better and do better and that's in all aspects not just in someone talking crap in a house cleaning situation. But that is how I handled the situation. I would love to know how you guys would have handled the situation because everybody's opinion is so different. I know I had a, a lot of male friends who were like, don't pay her. But I felt like it was the right thing to pay her. And moving on, I got recently got a question about overcoming self-doubt. I think that self-doubt And really anything that you're thinking about yourself is probably one of the hardest things to overcome because you are trapped inside your mind. There you are. That's where you're at. Your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings. Sometimes it's like, at least for me, it's like you're at a war with yourself. And when it comes to self-doubt, the way that I have taken that on, and don't get me wrong, I think everybody has self-doubt and everybody has to attack it differently and everybody deals with it differently. But for me, I think about self-doubt and then I think about if I don't believe in myself, who is going to? I don't ever think about anyone else needing to believe in me because I know wholeheartedly that I believe in myself and whatever I'm doing and it could turn out to be completely wrong but I will have have at least known that I followed what I wanted to do and I believed in myself and I worked really hard this definitely applies to work a lot 
and even working out. So worst case scenario, you don't get what you already don't have. So sure, you want a new job. Sure, you want to create a business. You want to create a side hustle. What do you have to lose? You can always go back and get a nine to five job. There's always going to be a job somewhere. Right now, I realize we're in a pandemic. This is a very odd climate to say that in. But you get my point. That you can always go back. You can always find something. Because if you believe in yourself and what you're doing and your skill sets and you just understand your own value, that self-doubt will start to go away. And I don't really know exactly. I just got like the broad over topic of overcoming self-doubt. My positive affirmations help me with that. I journal a lot. I got a question also about journaling, like what does journaling help? Journaling helps take my mind from being like a jumbled up mess to something that I've written out. Or if I have an emotion that I feel really heavy on or something happened and it's like weighing on me, first of all, I hate that feeling. But I also can write it down because honestly, nobody wants to hear how many times you say you're going to like start losing weight. There's very few people in the world who want to listen to you talk about all these things you're going to do without you actually doing it. For lack of better words, I this is a very crude comment, crude way to say this. This is the only way I know how to say this is it's kind of like one of those things in life where you shit or get off the pot. So make a decision and do it. Or shut up about it and don't ever talk about it again. So for me, my journal has dumb thoughts in it. I mean, it is not written beautifully. Sometimes I honestly, it looks like a first grader could have wrote it. The spelling isn't always right. But what it does for me is makes me aware of how I'm feeling. Because it is important to feel your feelings. Which also has barely became popular in the last year or two. Years before this, or at least when I was growing up, I thought you always had to be happy. You always had to be okay. You always had to be happy. Everything always had to be good. And you never really got to process how you felt or how things make you feel of being disappointed and being sad and being upset. And sometimes you just need to experience those things. And for me, writing them down and journaling them really helps. I definitely don't write negative things down though. So if I have something that's weighing on me, I'll write what happened or I'll write my thoughts or I'll write my feelings or I'll say that I'm going to do better tomorrow or I'm going to like try to do this tomorrow. For example, I started Isogenics and I'm excited to share all that with you guys. It's in probably a month or so. Um, I'm really doing it to help my energy level because I like to take naps. And as great as that is, that I have the ability to do that, I also waste a lot of time and I'm not here to waste time. I have lots of dreams and lots of goals and I can't always have low energy. So I'm really, really working on the health aspect right now. I mean, I'm clearly not competing in a swimsuit ever again. I shouldn't say that. Karma might get me. But I don't plan on competing in a swimsuit ever again to need to be tip-top condition. But I also love being in shape. So it's a completely different tangent. We won't get off on it. But I've journaled a lot about isogenics and like how things are making me feel and like my blood sugar levels. And I might want to get my hormones checked because I want to see like just to make sure you're balanced out and not going crazy because hormones are quite a handful. 
and I journal those things. And those things also really, really help with self-doubt. I am the queen of positive affirmations. Like, no kidding. I write them so much in a journal. And words speak to me. Like, my love language is words of affirmation. So words like saying I am strong, I'm powerful, writing them down makes me believe them. Sometimes you definitely are writing shit and you're like, I'm not that. I'm not that. But you are because as hard as you want to believe it, you are. And I think a great piece of advice I got once was when I was competing for Miss Colorado Oh man, I think I was 22 or 23 and I was working with a lady out of Wisconsin and she told me to be Miss Colorado and that was great advice. So be the person you want to be instead of being whatever you feel like you are in that moment, which is kind of close to the fake it till you make it, but you really have to do that. If you want to be a nice person, start being a nice person. If you want to work more, you work more. You want to be fit, eat, work out, eat better. All of that's all in your own control. So really there's no reason to doubt yourself. You just have to put in the work and believe that you will get there. And also while we're talking about self-doubt, I have to share what I'm reading right now. So this is probably more directed towards women than men. And you've probably seen this on my story. So I'm reading Jessica, I'm reading multiple things. I'm reading Jessica Simpson's open book. And I finished Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle. I hope I said her name right. If not, someone please let me know. Names are really not my specialty. And right now I'm reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And I could not recommend this book enough. I posted a picture on my story, I think earlier this week actually, and highlighted one part of it. And I just want to read it to you because I think it's something that we all could use to hear. And this is on page 117 if anybody has the book and they want to find where I'm reading from because I highlighted it. I'll abandon everyone else's expectations of me before I'll abandon myself. I'll disappoint everyone else before I'll disappoint myself. I'll forsake all others before I before I'll forsake myself. Me and me and myself, we are till death do us part. I loved that because to me, I I have done a lot of thinking. I think quarantine in general gave me a lot of time to actually reflect on what society makes you feel and culture and everything that goes along with that because I am 27 years old and there definitely is time where people are expecting you to get married and to have kids and that to be your life or settle down as they say and really why why would you do something that's not true to who you are and genuine to who you are and obviously everybody wants to be loved but just because society decides or mother nature decides that you can have to stop having kids at 30 something or it's harder or whatever comes along with that that should not be a reason to sell yourself out or sell your soul for lack of better words. And I am just loving this book right now because it's such a great reminder of you get to choose who you are and you can disappoint everybody else in the world, but don't disappoint yourself because at the end of the day, all we have is who we are and who we believe we are 
and we have to live with our own lives. Like in this book, she was talking about staying with her husband and she wanted to be with a woman and she'd never even said it out loud. I couldn't imagine the fear that was going through her mind and in her heart and wanting to wanting to stay with her husband for her kids and stuff. But it made, there was another line where she said that I want to stay in my marriage for my kids. And then she was talking about her daughter and she said, but this isn't the marriage I would want for my daughter. And I feel like that really clicked with me. Like I, you would never, or at least most people are so good to their friends. They're so sweet. They're so kind. You have to be a friend to yourself in anything. And that comes back to the self-doubt. That comes back to life in general. You have to be a friend to yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Stop comparing yourself. Just be you because who you are is special and unique. And everybody needs that because you're you're the only you there is. And whatever special gifts and light you bring to the world is what is meant to be there. Got off on a little tangent there. Sorry, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the tangent, though. Long story short to that, if you're needing an empowering book about finding yourself, looking for yourself, reinventing yourself, Untamed by Glennon Doyle is definitely high on my list right now. And I think that's all I got for you guys this week. I think next week maybe we'll talk about goals. Maybe we'll talk about finances. I have a few more DMs that I need to go through with questions, which is awesome. So thank you guys for sending those. If you ever have anything specific, please let me know. One thing I would also like to leave you with is I found another show. Shout out to my mom. It's called Beauty and the Baker, and it is the cutest darn thing. I'm all about happy shows, by the way. You're never going to hear me be like, let's watch people get shot up. It's not for me. I'm really soft hearted. It would give me nightmares for like a year. So Beauty and the Baker, it's so cute. I'm watching it on Hulu. I binge watched five episodes last night and then was up until one in the morning and had to teach at 630 this morning. Wasn't one of my brighter ideas, but let me tell you, I had a good time. I highly recommend it. And that's all this week, guys. Um, Thank you so much, as always, for listening, for hanging out. I'm hoping we're going to, I'm going to start doing some interviews soon. I'm still really, really working on how to figure that out so that the sound quality is not bad. So the first ones you may just have to bear with me and we'll see how it goes. I hope you all have the best weekend. Next week is 4th of July. I hope you're planning to have the best time because I'm planning to have the best time. Make sure you rate, review the podcast, catch up with me on Instagram at Madison Dornkamp on the blog, madisondornkamp.net. And as always, I will be back here next week. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.